Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of your Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It is race week, and we head to Raleigh, North Carolina this weekend, just down the road from our Apex Studio, Wake County Speedway, running of the Pereer Trucking 175, 125 laps for the late model stock cars with a $10,000 check awaiting the winning driver in victory lane on Saturday night. Before we dive into this weekend's festivities at Wake County, we want to go and recap what happened at Florence Motor Speedway this past Saturday. Another instant classic, as Tony Stevens calls it, for Pit Road TV. First time in a Solid Ride Carrier's Cars Tour career, Zach Miracle leads the field down, and we're off and racing. Lap number one goes to Zach Miracle. The leaders have run side by side for the first three laps. They get to the start-finish line, and it looks like Quapo will lead lap three. As we come through the KRC restart zone, green flag from Brandon Willard. Side by side into turn one. Whoa, Honeycutt into Quapple. We saw it earlier, more contact. Now Glinski's there, gets Quapple upset. It is a drag race to turn three. Who is going to win it? Yeah, and I think, Tony, we may see somebody else off the track here before long as it goes side by side. It looks like Quapple's able to clear Honeycutt and take the lead by car length going into one. There are three wide behind him there, too, with Lane Riggs, Bobby McCarty, and Justin Johnson banging fenders. Gives him a lane, does Carson Quapple. Honeycutt's there. New leader, lap 117. Caden Honeycutt to the front for the second time tonight. Yeah, if he can get it cleared by him, that's exactly what he needs. He needs a little bit of a buffer as he clears the eight car. The four will set sail. Eight laps to go in the buffer. The eight car between the two car, which is the fastest car on the racetrack right now. He's got a lap to run him Whoa. down, and he is closing the gap in a hurry, Tony. He took four car lengths out of it that time in turn three, but he may have tried to bite off more than he can chew. White flag is in the air for Caden Honeycutt. Pierce again closes into it at about five car lengths in turn two, but the hourglass is nearly out of sand. Caden Honeycutt will emerge off of turn two, a two-time Solid Rock Cars Tour winner. He'll win the Aridge 125 here at Florence. And here he comes after he gets a big drink of water. Caden Honeycutt out of the race car, letting hear you, Florence. A big winner is Caden Honeycutt. Crew Chief Jason Stanley, Coroner Justin Johnson, is championship rival Bobby McCarty up to give congratulations as well. Caden, I have to ask this question, but we could visibly see how important was this win? How much does it mean to you to be here at Edelbrock Victory Lane? Uh, it means the world, man. Uh, I knew we had a rocket ship today. We just capitalized right there at the end. He tried to drove me off the track, but you know, uh, I drove it as clean as possible and that's about as clean as it gets right there. And uh, man, I just can't thank everybody, Justin Johnson Racing, Jason, RNS Race Cars, uh, my family, my girlfriend, I miss you guys. Thank, uh, thank you all for what you'll do for me. Uh, just, I'm out of breath, man. That was unbelievable. I, I drove my heart out there and uh, I just thank everybody that's here for me, and that was just amazing. What was it like in those final 15 to 20 laps when you were going high, going low, 
all that was going, what were you trying to look for? What were you thinking about as the laps continued to click off and you were not at the top spot? Well, I was just trying to, you know, make him make a mistake. Uh, he was really good running the top. I think Robert told him to move up, and that's where he, I was at. I, was, I just went out farther than he did and uh, tried to get some air. Uh, I went down there, tried to pull a slider. It didn't quite work. He got by me, but, man, I worked my butt off just trying to get there. I'm surprised he didn't, almost hit me in the fence. He definitely could have, but it was a clean race uh, for the most part. But man, it's just, just awesome. Two cars win in the year. I'm sure we gained some points back tonight, so we're going to give them heck at Wake County for 10 grand to win. And all this Justin Johnson racing group has got their momentum back, and we're going to come back here strong. By my very unofficial calculations, you and Bobby McCarty are tied entering Wake County. How do you approach that race, the second of our three-race stretch, the title? You know, it's uh, you know, it's tough. You know, you don't know if you should points race or go for wins, but I feel like if you just go for wins, points take care of themselves. And uh, man, it's just going to be a dogfight the last two races, and who's going to be the better alpha male at these last two, and who's going to want it most? Well, Keaton Honeycutt made his statement. He wants it here at Florence. Let him hear you one more time, Florence Motor Speedway. Your winner, Caden Honeycutt. And Caden Honeycutt is in studio here at Stickered Up, and we'll talk to him in our second segment. Again, Caden Honeycutt, the winner of the Aaron's 125. Brandon Pierce, his best finish of the year. He finished second. Uh, Justin Johnson, third. Carson Quapple, who led the majority of the race, led laps three through 116 before Caden Honeycutt took the lead on lap 117 for good. He finishes fourth. Lane Riggs with a top five finish. Ron Galinsky, one of the hometown favorites. He came home sixth. Jared Fryer, seventh. Bobby McCarty, eighth. Connor Mosack, ninth. Deep McCaskill round out the top 10 of the 20 car field. Uh, looking at the point standings, Tony Stevens made uh, note that Caden was able to cut into the lead. He didn't quite time. One marker separates Bobby McCarty and Caden Honeycutt. 310 points for Bobby McCarty. Caden Honeycutt at 309. Justin Johnson able to cut into the lead. He sits in third. He's 12 points out. Uh, Jared Fryer fourth. Sham Yarborough fifth in championship points heading into this weekend's festivities at Wake County Speedway. First caution of the day is out here at Stickered Up. Brandon Willard's got the caution out. We'll come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll return. We'll have Florence Motor Speedway's Aaron's 125 winner, Caden Honeycutt, in studio. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Sticker it up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. 
Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. This is Jonathan Finley, driving the number four Solid Rock Carriers Ford. You're listening in on Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back out. Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour in studio. His second appearance on Stickered Up, though this is the first time you've been in studio. Caden Honeycutt, the winner of the Aaron's 125. Welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate you having me. So, uh, big win. Um, and I think, you know, we talked about it. You know, earlier in the day, I felt like you had a really good car. I think you felt like when you unloaded, you guys were good um, and had a, you know, had a rocket ship, stayed up front. Um, I think you played the tire game as best as you could up front. But um, talk a little bit about about the the process of, of the event. You know, you started near the front, kind of ran at the front all night. How much was tire conservation? How much was you know, getting ready to crack the whip because I know with about 10 laps to go, your spotter PJ Bryant came on the radio and said, you better get to it because the 44 is coming. Yeah. There's uh, you know, after rewatching the broadcast, I didn't realize how much Brandon and Justin were actually saving. Uh, and then I looked at race monitor. I was like, there were at least three to four tenths off of what I was running. And I was riding like really hard. Um, as much as the, uh, the front of the field would let me, if uh, if anybody wanted to press, I usually just let them go right away. Uh, didn't have really anybody press me, so I was just pretty uh, uh, content where I was at. I knew the 32 and 81 were kind of going harder, and I think they should have. Um, the eight car I knew was just going to be flat out good, um, just from the past February race when Josh raced it. Um, but man, I, I rode just as hard as I possibly could, and and I didn't want to drop back to the back because I felt like you couldn't get back up there fast enough if you drop back uh, maybe back to like 10th or 12th area. Um, I really thought in that area you couldn't really get back towards the front where you needed to be at. But uh, PJ did an amazing job in getting me through that. Um, and, and we just capitalized right up there at the right at the right time. Uh, I was really lucky that Brandon and them got lucky. Uh, they didn't come up there faster than they could have because he very possibly could have came up there and uh, spoiled the party right there at the end. Florence is a racetrack that with with running the cars tour, you only go to one racetrack twice in Hickory. This was actually your second trip 
to Florence in the Justin Johnson prepared car. Again, you alluded to it. You ran the icebreaker in February. How much of an advantage was that for you personally, being able to go back to a racetrack that, one, you've seen before, and two, that you had success with back in February? Uh, I think it helped out a lot. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I felt like I dropped back too much in that race. I fell back from, I think I qualified fourth like I did this race, but I fell back to 15th in that race. Uh, and that was just a regular NASCAR race. So there wasn't any, like, there were cars to competitors, but there wasn't the, like, the top competitors that we've been racing with every week. Um, and I was just like, man, I, I felt like I just rode too hard. Uh, it just, I didn't get up there faster in time. Uh, luckily, we got a yellow, so I picked off a couple more spots. But um, the guys that finished up front, one through four, were the same people that were in the top five that finished that race. Um, and also, as a team standpoint, uh, we figured out that we were kind of over-cambered on the right front a little bit. And I rode so hard that I never got the right front flight on the racetrack. So I chewed out the inside of the tire. And we were wondering why the heck we got so much tighter than we, we should have. Right. Uh, so as a team, we actually got a lot better going into that racetrack. And I, don't, I think without that race, we probably would have done exactly what we did at Florence uh, in February than what we did just now. So uh, having that experience helped us as a team and myself out uh, quite tremendously. Early in the season, um, signed on with Justin Johnson to run the Cars Tour. Uh, a lot of hype. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're showcasing your skills down at the Snowball Derby last year. Very impressive run. Um, and had some people like, oh, okay. I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you expect to win a couple of cars tour races and, and be in the championship hunt with two races to go as a rookie? Uh, well, that's what we signed up to do. Um, when we tested with him in January, we were very fast. Um, and then we, we, he, they were so excited about us coming along. We went straight to Florence on our first race, not even the next week or two. Um, but, man, that's what we really signed up to do. That's what Justin wanted to do. That's what Jason wanted to do. And we uh, – Man, we, we struggled a little bit to start this year, but um, after fixing a couple of things starting Caraway, we we found the footing that we needed to be at. Um, so it it was just a it's an amazing moment that I'm in right now because I haven't had the opportunity to race, run for a championship, run a full-time year for somebody, and be able to do that uh, for the first year is, is just a great thing for myself as a confidence booster for me. Um, but man, yeah, it's what we signed up to do and that's what Justin and Jason wanted to do. So we had this, uh, set on, that was our goal to start this year and that's where we're at right now. So we're very happy. And, and again, um, you know, obviously the cars tour, but third in the triple crown, Virginia triple crown, you know, with, uh, with, with good runs at South Boston, Langley and, and Martinsville. Um, so you've, you've really done some amazing things in a very short period of time, um, as far as being full-time asphalt my question was going to be because i mean i know you still do a lot on dirt uh back in texas and i guess alabama a little bit i mean I know you kind of bounce around a little bit but but those are just like one-off weekends how easy is it to flip the switch to just going and having fun and, and doing one of those weekends as opposed to showing up to the track on friday and having complete focus on running for a championship and 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 running in the cars tour which, I mean, I'm biased, but I feel like it's the best touring division in short track racing, hands down. There's got to be a switch that you have to flip on and off there, right? 
Uh, I think so. Um, you know, with the dirt car stuff I got at home, I try to take that serious as possible too, because that's the money I can use uh, to pay the bills at the house and pay the bills on the race car too. So I try to go uh, as serious as possible both ways. Even if I'm not running for a points championship, still fifteen hundred bucks I can go out there and win. And with um, it's it's a thing to pay the tire bill, thing to uh, to build uh, the house, whatever else we need to buy gas. Uh, pit passes so uh, it's very serious for me and my dad uh, we both take it very seriously and uh, we try to go the best possible because if we feel like we're really good we're going to go and venture out here on the east coast somewhere to run for 20 grand 50 grand 30 and whatever it might be uh, we feel like we can have the confidence and do that so we want to win every single race no matter if it's dirt or asphalt so we're we're very serious about it and um, you know just to be able to pay the bills off of and that off of, off of that too is it helps out a lot. Yeah, well, uh, it's like I tell people it's 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 not a very inexpensive thing that we're doing here. Uh, it takes a lot of money, takes a lot of resources. What's been the biggest? What's been the biggest obstacle for you in the cars tour on the asphalt side? As far as what's been the biggest challenge or the biggest thing that you really didn't anticipate being difficult when you when you signed up to do this deal? Man, that's tough. Um, I would say going to each racetrack without with zero racing experience and zero practice laps is pretty tough. Um, and just the, I guess the how hard the racing is and how qualifying is just a huge asset in Carster. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, how close everybody is in qualifying. It's uh, I would say about 80% of the racetracks. Now, Florence, you went this last weekend. You was, there was like a four, three to four-tenth uh, difference between first and 20th. So there's just a lot of – and we go to a ton of racetracks that are one to two-tenths. That's one through 25. So it's it, it's huge. The qualifying is huge. It showed the last couple of races for me and Justin starting in the back, and you just can't work forward at some of these racetracks. It's so hard to pass. Everybody's so close. Everybody's so good at racing. Um, so yeah, track position and qualifying is just the biggest thing of a curveball that we've had the last couple, uh, couple races with us, but I think we've, uh, figured it out at Florence. Hopefully we'll carry it on to Wake County and South Boston. You're one point behind Bobby McCarty. Um, I, I love the spirit that both of you guys have towards this championship. He was, um, he was one of the first drivers to be in victory lane to congratulate you. Um, what what did he what did he say? Uh, he, he just said, no, "I knew you were running. I knew you were running." And then we talked after the race, and he asked me, uh, "Man, how hard were you actually going?" I said, "I was going about sixty percent." You know, just because I had to. There was no other way you were going to win the race without saving tires. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Man, I was going about 85 percent," and he was uh, a good way behind us too. Uh, well, not that far, but he, you know, at six seventh position is it was, was quite a bit from where we were racing at. Um, he said, when I see the rear of your car turn like that, I'm like, oh, wait, it's dawn now. So <laughs> we talked about it after, and, you know, we have much respect for each other. We Each time me and him race against each other, we don't ever hit. We don't ever run into each other for spots. You know, we're not – we don't do that. You know, we, we understand that we're going to run this. We're going to run the cleanest possible, and whoever uh, outduels the other straight up is is should be crowned the champion. I think a lot of, a lot of people probably – gained a lot of respect for you at Caraway. I mean, you guys ran side by side for 
not consecutively, but you guys were side by side for the better part of probably 35, 40 laps of that race running for the lead. I mean, that's a, and, and didn't touch once. I don't think. No, just, uh, just one time, but it was like a, like ding right yeah. there. Just barely, but it was on a restart right there at the green flag. But yeah. What is the, um, what is the shortest asphalt track that you've ever raced on in a uh, full size car? Well, um, <laughs> I'd say after Wake County, I'd say Wake. Yeah. Um, Right now, uh, that's a kind of hard, hard thing. I, I would say probably actually Dylan. Dylan's yeah. a pretty close, uh, small racetrack. Um, tight, uh, you know, you, nobody could really go three wide there. So you you're going to go see that when you go practice tomorrow. You're going to pull in the gate and you're going to look at this place and think, how are we going to fit 18 race cars on this racetrack? <laughs> Be glad that we don't have more. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, but but I will say. Um, and Charlie Hansen's going to be joining us here shortly, and we'll talk to him about that. But two years ago, three years ago, when the car store went there the first time, it was just like, man, we're going to tear up so much stuff. I mean, it's just going to be carnage. And it's probably one of the cleanest races that I've ever witnessed in the car store. Isn't that nuts? Well, I think, too, I think, I mean, I think it's so short that you really you don't have an opportunity to get fast enough to really hit the wall that hard. Now, I'm not saying that you can't hit the wall hard no. because you can. Yeah. Um, but it you're gonna see this place tomorrow when y'all go practice, and you're gonna be like, Wow, this is really, really tiny. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I've already watched some YouTube videos on the late mall races too, and they've had some uh tight quarter racing, but um it was very odd some of the people that were running almost like you know, a at least a two car lengths off the fence up there in the end of the corner and then all of a sudden i think they're going to smack down the wall but they come down the wall just perfectly fine so it's um hearing that the wake county race they had was only one spin yeah i was like do what yeah are you serious um yeah but you know when you add 10 grand on the line i think this is going to make this race a little bit more different a little more intense yeah and especially when it's a big purse from first second and third fourth, fifth, on yeah. down the line. So it's it's going to be a different race, I think, than people think that from the last time they raced. You mentioned in your post-race interview whether to points race or go for wins. You said if you go for wins, points take care of themselves. Does that mindset change now that you're one point behind? I mean, do you, do you have Jason Stanley in your ear during the race saying, you know, Bobby's two back, or, or do you just, just run it out and just race it out and just – get through this weekend and then we're going back to a, a racetrack that you've actually competed at at South Boston earlier in the year in the NASCAR event. I mean, is that kind of, is it kind of more of a survival mode for you? And let's just get, let's get to South Boston within striking distance or is it, Hey, we're going to go win 10 grand and we're going to take this points lead into South Boston. Uh, what you said last is absolutely probably what we should do. Um, <laughs> It, well, just, I made the car owner happier <laughs> cashing a check for ten grand versus four grand. Yeah, right? Justin would really like that. Um, but no, I, I really, it all depends probably on qualifying. Yeah. Um, whatever we qualify is how we're going to approach approach the race. If we qualify fifteenth, we got to go for a top five. If you qualify on pole, we're going to try to win the race. Yeah. Um, qualify first through fifth. Um, it all depends on qualifying. If if you start there in the back, you got to be careful. You got to race smart, and you have to keep the fenders on it. Yeah. If you don't, it's going to end up bad, and you're not going to end up 
with the points uh, where you needed to be going in South Boston. Yeah. And knowing Bobby and Autos by Nelson, they are really, really solid at South Boston. So, and this is two race, the two tracks that I thought that we were going to have our best opportunity to beat them was Florence and Wake County. We did it at Florence. I think we're going to have to do it at Wake County to have a shot at them at South Boston because Bobby won in July 4th yeah. for the 200. So he's going to be really good, no doubt. So it's, yeah, it's all going to depend on qualifying and how uh, that approaches. Uh, that all depends on how you're going to approach the race, I think, going into that. Yeah, I will, I will remind you, though, that Sam Mayer, who drives for Junior Motorsports now, he won the first cars to a race at Wake County three years ago. Then he started in the back. He started sixteenth. Yeah, <laughs> and, and won the race. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's a racetrack you can pass at. It, it it's going to be very interesting, and I think that I feel good about it because I feel like for the most part, you guys have a great deal of respect for one another. You know, the, the guys that have been doing this all year, you know, your touring 12, your entry, you know, full-time entries like yourself, you got, you know, you're going to have to race them next week at South Boston, you know? Um, and I think too, with, you know, the, the Caden or the, you know, the Lane Riggs and the Jonathan Finley's and the, you know, these guys that are running full-time with you that really aren't in the points race. Those guys are going to race you with respect. They understand what you guys have on the line. You know, you and Bobby and Justin, even Jared. I mean, Jared still has a outside chance, in my opinion. He's 20 back. I mean, some things have got to happen the next couple of races, but he's still technically involved in there. Um, so I think, I think that bodes well for a good race. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. The last thing we need is for you guys to go out there and beat and bang. Everybody's having to grind for mm-hmm. – five days to get everything ready to go back to South Boston. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a kind of different opinion on that. It's just, um, I feel like Lane and some of these guys have had, you know, horrible luck these last couple of races. I feel like they're going to have a shot at the win. They're going to yeah. go for it. And no yeah. matter who you are, they're going to try to do whatever they can do to win that race. Um, so that's the only thing I got concerned about is, the people who haven't had a great year that have the opportunity to go out and win or in the, in the spot to go for a win are going to go for it no matter what, if it's me, Bobby, Justin, or Jared. But do you race differently knowing that they're racing with a little more aggression for that one win versus what you've got on the line in the championship? Yeah, absolutely. I, I will 100% recognize who it is, and yeah. I will know instantly if I should give up more room. Is it worth it? And do you want to go race for a championship at South Boston instead of tearing your stuff up for ten grand to win? Yeah, I mentioned earlier in the in the segment um, snowball derbies where a lot of people started to recognize your name from last year running with Donnie Wilson and uh, me and you chatted a little bit um, at Florence this weekend, uh, past weekend. That's something else that you plan on doing. Um, give you a chance to kind of talk about your snowball derby plans in first week of December. Well, uh, we'll be able to announce the team we're racing with the next couple of weeks. Okay, um, so it's it's still on the DL. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's we're still racing it though. Yeah. Um, with the new team. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I come come back with Donnie. I really wanted to. Yeah. He just got his drivers in for this full time year. Sure. Um, but yeah, we uh, next couple of weeks we'll be able to say with uh, who it's going to be. But with. you're definitely definitely planning on running yes, the snowball derby. Absolutely. Um, bucket list and win no matter what. Uh, and no matter what year, I, I mean, I will race that race until I die. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I've been around it since I've been five. 
And that's how I grew up racing was around five flex speedway. For 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 folks in our area that aren't as familiar with that, I mean, obviously Snowball Derby is a big deal um, down in the panhandle um, and for super late model racing. Is there anything that, that you've done this year, cars tour-wise, that even equates to what a Snowball Derby is? Well, um, fanfare-wise and, you know, kind of prestige-wise? Uh, I would say Martinsville and uh, Orange County from this year, I think, are two races that um, really stand out the most as the most watched and the most famous races. Yeah. Nothing gets better. Nothing gets bigger than Martinsville race. Uh, Everybody knows. As soon as you say Valley Star 300, everybody knows the Valley Star 300 is. Everybody knows what Orange County is, you know. Yeah. Um, they're both thirty grand to win. Snowball third a snowball derby is also thirty grand to win. Yeah. Um, they both get the same attention. I think the snowball gets the most attention out of any race there is. Um it's because everybody knows what it is. Yeah. Well, that's a bucket list for me. I'm gonna make my first appearance and I'm not racing, but I'm I'm going down this year for sure. And I mean there's so much there's so much fanfare and I've, I've heard so many cool things about it. And that's why I asked because for us, you know, us late model folks up here in the Carolinas and Virginia in Martinsville is the big deal, you know, uh, talk about your Martinsville experience. This first time you've been to the racetrack, first time that you've experienced the fanfare and your quest to, you know, chase the clock, so to speak. How did, how did that, I mean, you had a great, you had a great day. I mean, obviously you wanted to win. I mean, we all, everybody goes there wanting to win, but I think for the most part, for being your first ever time there, you got to be happy with the result. Yeah, I think it was, uh, respectively, pretty good. Um, we qualified fifth, which was, um, I wouldn't say that was shocking for us. I felt like we had that speed, but we just, uh, we messed up something in practice and we never actually got a true lap in. Um, so you're really happy with the qualifying effort. Um, during practice, we were kind of, we were kind of on edge on how our race trim was. We thought we were kind of a little bit off than what we should have. Um, and it showed a little bit in the race. Uh, we were probably too loose at one point, and then we were too tight at one point. So it just the balance couldn't really uh, get back to where it really needed to be. But, um, you know, to qualify fifth out of 82 cars was really a, a, a big accomplishment um, for us. Um, just didn't have the luck in the heat race. I, I got jumped on the start pretty good. Um, ended up losing that. That spot. happens to a lot of people with yeah. that guy, by the way. <laughs> um, and then I went down the back stretch. I was full throttle on the mat, and all of a sudden the car dies. Um, I was curious about that, I, and I had I, when you just said that it brought it up because I was in the spotter stand because I was actually going to spot for Carter Langley in the fourth heat race, and you were in the third heat race, and we're watching you guys go down the back stretch, and literally it's like the car just shut off, mm-hmm. but. But instantaneously, you popped back right right in and, yeah. and, and got back going. But any re- – I mean, what happened? Uh, so the alternator on the firewall, um, the alternator wire on the firewall burned off. Um, okay. We were really even lucky that we finished the race because it was probably a lap or two from completely dying. Oh, wow. Um, I dumped the clutch, and then I just – if I got out there, I was going to try to bring a caution out. If not, then I was going to see if it kept going. Luckily, it kept going, and in the next corner, there was smoke coming up through there, and then I just ignored it and hoped that it lasted. <laughs> uh, um, almost got back up to second, but yeah. anyways, yeah, it was it was a very um, eventful heat race, and then yeah. the race was um, just trying to 
uh, find the balance of what we needed, and we just couldn't quite get there. I think me and Justin struggled with that too. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, caution flag is out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll be back here shortly. We'll continue our con- conversation with Caden Honeycutt and start to preview Wake County Speedway. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. This is Ronald Hill, driver of 74 Chevrolet Gardner Marsh Equipment. You're listening to Stickered Up with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back out here, Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour via the GSX Reps Hotline, the promoter for Wake County Speedway, home of this weekend's Pereira Trucking 175, Mr. Charlie Hansen. Charlie, welcome to the Stickered Up podcast. Thank you for having me, Steve. Uh, always a pleasure. And, uh, Again, thank you for having us on. I tell you, it's a uh, it's a big weekend, and we'll obviously dive into what people can expect this weekend with the Cars Tour coming to town. But man, I really want to I want to commend you and give you kudos on all the hard work and what you've put in at Wake County, not just this year, but over the last two years. Uh, a lot of things that people might not know. You guys are are a NASCAR sanctioned track with the Advanced Auto Parts. Uh, weekly series and and that's a big deal for wake county speedway but 
man, just want to give you an opportunity to kind of, you know, share with people what they can expect at Wake County Speedway if they've never been. Well, I'll tell you, if you haven't been to Wake County Speedway, you're probably have, have already missed out at one of the most exciting tracks to watch a late model stock race or really any race uh, whatsoever um you know we have a, a great atmosphere it's, it's kind of like a fair atmosphere i've never tried to compare it to bowman gray because of course bowman gray is an anomaly in itself but you know it's probably as close to bowman gray as you can get uh you know two hours from or two and a half hours from winston-salem but uh you know it, it is a quarter mile so it is close you know rubbing racing um you know we don't we don't have the extracurricular activities that Bowman Gray has. We don't, we don't put up with them, but um, as far as the excitement, you, you can't ask for a more exciting place to watch a race than Wake County. Hey, don't sell yourself short. I've seen some of those race 22 videos from this year where you've had some, uh, some heated um, arguments after races, after checkers fall. So don't, don't sell yourself short on that, but you know, you guys are, you guys call yourself America's favorite bull ring and that's what you expect at a short track. But Talk a little bit about, um, obviously, you guys had the the NASCAR sanctioning for 2020. You guys did not run uh, with the COVID, COVID going on. But talk about 2021 and what your season looked like. I feel like that as far as North Carolina tracks, I think you guys probably had one of the better NASCAR programs from start to finish. Yeah, sure. You know, kind of 2020, um, you know, with COVID, it- and and rolling out the NASCAR sanction and it kind of kept us in the incubator uh, is what Mr. Brown likes to say um, you know for that full year of 2020 and allowed us to accomplish some things and get some things done at the track uh, to kind of make it look better to be to be more appealing to sponsors advertisers you know racers and fans um, you know I can't say enough about Mr. Brown I know uh, you know he 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 came on board in 2019 and and just really took over just doing projects and upgrading the facility and all as a volunteer, you know, and, and he just loves racing. His son races legends. And, you know, he said, I want to make this the best playground for my kid. So he is really just taking a hold and I, I give him the reins to, to, to make the improvements that he wants to do. And sometimes his, his, um, his dreams are bigger than my pocket, but you know, Hey, we do the best we can to, to compromise and make it work. But um, so, you know, rolling into 2020, we kind of took the the lemons and made lemonade and and really you know upgraded the facilities did some a lot of track improvements a lot of things that just needed to be done you know the facility will be 60 years old next next season will be our 60th consecutive season so um you know we're really excited but as far as 2021 and the nascar sanctioning you know i think it gave wake county some credibility that i think it lacked for the last 58 years as far as you know, kind of being an outlaw track and, you know, not just having that consistency of a, of a rule book and, and guidelines and rules. And I just think it really did take off and, you know, looking at kind of comparing our season to what I've seen, you know, throughout, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, um, you know, I think that, you know, Wake County definitely held its own to be really our first full season as a NASCAR sanctioned track. I sit here and look at the entry list for this weekend's Cars Tour race, and obviously, you know, you you were an intricate part of the Cars Tour coming to Wake County three years ago, uh, and obviously important in getting them back here in 2021. And you guys have been able to, uh, you guys headed down to Apex and, and talked to uh, 
Career Trucking and and got them on board to to kind of make this an even bigger deal this weekend. Ten thousand dollars to the winner. Um, but the thing that interests me, and and I talked with Tony Stevens on the Pit Road TV broadcast on Saturday at Florence. We've got three races, or we had three races coming up, where some of these local drivers are going to be entering. And I sit here and look at this entry list. You've got Andrew Grady, Daniel Volcanon, Ethan Johnson, guys that have run with you uh, the majority of the 2021 campaign at Wake County. How do you stack those guys up against these these cars tour full-time guys coming in this weekend? Well, I will have to say, you know, Wake County, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be all about, you know, the, the – the best equipment might not necessarily win the race at Wake County. A lot of it is experience and driver, which, you know, the size of the track takes out a lot of the, um, and I'm not going to say big money teams or, or it just puts the, it doesn't give them the, the, the bigger advantage like it would at a bigger track where motor and, and aerodynamics and, and a lot of that is, is important. I mean, if you, if you remember in, in 20, um, 18, you know, Sam Mayer, you know, won the race in his first race he won, but, you know, the kid can drive. And of course he, he had great equipment too, but, um, you know, I, I think if, if a local is going to win a cars tour race, I think a Wake County Speedway is probably the best shot that they would ever have just to the fact of the experience and the track time, I think is, is equally, if not more important than the equipment. Talk a little bit about, too, um, one of these Cars Tour regulars that, that cut his teeth, learned to race, and that's Deke McCaskill. And, and literally, Deke lives maybe two miles away from the racetrack. Um, he's, I know he's definitely excited about it, but what does this mean, do you think, to the to the community, that, that community around the racetrack that supports it every Friday night that you guys race? And, and, and that's the thing, man, like – I went to I went to a race one of their twin I think it was twin twenties or twin thirties for you know late models back in April, and man you guys had that place packed out for just a regular Friday night show. What can people expect? Just the cars tour people that come in, but also your local fan base. I mean you're going to have them hanging out of the grandstands on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah, I mean we definitely expect uh, you know a, a capacity crowd for you know for Wake County and you know parking's always an issue. It's an issue during our, our regular season. So hopefully as many people carpool as possible. I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but Hey, meet over there at the Walmart or Kmart parking lot and carpool. <laughs> it, it just, it just, it'll just save you a whole lot of stress and headache, but you know, parking is going to be an issue. We know that and the grandstands are going to be, you know, they're going to be packed, but that's what makes it, that's what makes it great. That fair atmosphere that, that the cars tour is going to create. And of course that, you know, we are blessed to have almost on a weekly basis, um, but you know that the guys like Adik McCaskill. It's so funny that you mentioned his name. Um, I just pulled out of the track gate, and he was just pulling in to to practice because you know for him, I think this is an important race for him. Not not just because it's ten thousand dollars to win, but he'll probably be racing in front of more of his friends and family um, this Saturday than he has you know all year long um, because it is his home track. And you know if anybody can get around you know Wake County Speedway, I definitely would. I would be willing to put some money on Deke McCaskill. Yeah, and Deke actually brought that up. We had him on the podcast earlier in the year when we were previewing the Old North State Nationals, and and that came up. He was he said he was more excited about going back to Wake County than he was any date on the racetrack. So I know this is one that he's circled, and 
think you guys are going to have a, a, a phenomenal weekend. Um, hopefully the, uh, hopefully the man upstairs will, will be kind with us as far as the weather goes. But, you know, Charlie, I also want to want to talk to you a little bit about uh, you and Mike Stoddard, uh, the kind of the brain trust behind the uh, returning racing to Rockingham. And obviously we've hit some roadblocks and some hurdles that uh, we obviously didn't want to see. But um, I just want to give you an opportunity to kind of talk a little bit about that. Obviously, we're not going to do that event here in 2021. But have you guys had any talks or any discussions about making this happen for, for 2022? Um, you know, we spoke with uh, the Dan Lovingheim, who is the you know the proprietor of Rockingham Speedway, and you know, of course, the whole the whole deal with the Hoosier and, and not having tires, and you know, really the way it all completely and totally went down, kind of took a lot of wind out of our sails, and so you know, we kind of just in the last month or so, kind of just let the dust settle a little bit, and we're just trying to, you know, just trying to. <laughs> trying to get our breath back and, yeah you know, it's kind of us really being kicked in the gut you know i mean especially you know uh, we we talked to hoosier south on monday before that scheduled practice on saturday and even hoosier south was yeah we're having a midweek truck on wednesday we're gonna load the truck we're gonna take the trailer down and we're gonna leave it and then you know tuesday hoosier calls jack and says uh we never got those tires in production so, you know, even their own local regional wholesaler was completely clueless to yeah. how it all went down. And so we were, we're really disappointed in, in, in the way that Hoosier handled it. And, you know, I think a lot of our Saunders and, and, but, you know, for them guys not to even, you know, extend and, and still I have not even heard. Uh, uh, they haven't called me and I've even reached out to them and said, Hey, you know, I think we deserve an explanation of kind of what went down, how it went down. Yeah. You know, we spent, we spent thousands of dollars. The owner of Rockingham, he has spent tens of thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. uh, you guys can't even imagine how far Rockingham has came since we, we stepped on that property, you know, a year ago, just about to the day. And, um, uh, it is just really was unfortunate the way it all went down. So, you know, they, Dan is definitely wants that date and needs that day. Rockingham needs stock cars on that track to show it that it's relevant again, yeah. that it's ready, it's hungry and it, and it needs, and, and frankly, you know, Rockingham, I mean, uh, uh, the County Richmond County that uh, Rockingham's in, you know, they're ready. They need that they need that place to help generate revenue for that County. You know, they were willing to bend over backwards to, to make this event happen. So, you know, it was really a kick in the gut for a lot of, a lot of people and, and yeah. not just us personally, because, you know, we were, you know, Mike and I were, were just ecstatic to even be the small part to, to really, you know, almost get out the, the, the shop paddles. And when we, We, you know, trying to get Dan what he had over there, and, and it really put the ball rolling. And if you look at and hired him, a general manager is Justin Jones. He's a super nice guy, um, and they got events coming. They had the Myrtle Beach Drift people involved. Now they have the, um, I think, the NASA course people involved. So they're really beginning to get some some life back into the speedway, which which 
if nothing else happens for Mike Stoddard and I at Rockingham Speedway, we have that feeling to know that, hey, we were, we were, we were a big, a big revitalization in Rockingham. So, and, and you know, it, it was, it was a great experience regardless. So. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you from a, from a race fan's perspective and a sponsor and, and being an intricate part of short track race. And I know that we're all uh, very grateful for you and Mike for putting forth the effort to, to make that happen. And, and hopefully we'll get an opportunity to see stock cars back at Rockingham here in the not too distant future. Charlie, thank you so much for your time um, this afternoon. And, and we look forward to uh, visiting Wake County Speedway and look forward to a, uh, a great weekend. Thank you so much for being on the Stickered Up podcast. Hey, appreciate you having me. And uh, just one quick note, you know, if Mother Nature doesn't cooperate, you know, we do plan on running it Sunday. And if even for some reason Sunday doesn't work out, uh, look for a green flag Monday night. So, hey, you know, that could be a first in, in a lot of in a lot of areas. So, um, you know, let's hope Mother Nature does cooperate with us and let us get it in this weekend. So, um, again, thanks for having me. And uh, and you're welcome down at Wake County anytime. Thank you so much, Charlie. Charlie Hansen, promoter at Wake County Speedway. We will uh, take a caution flag, come down pit road, stick her up. We'll wrap up this edition with our most recent Cars Tour winner, Caden Honeycutt. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. 
race cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. It's Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. White flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. As we mentioned, Wake County Speedway, the site of this weekend's event, the Premier Trucking 175 activities will start on Friday afternoon. Late model stock car practice will start at 4.30, a little late than than, than normal, uh, and they'll go to 7 o'clock Saturday afternoon, Gates will open, uh, garage will open at noon. Late model stock cars will hit the track for practice at 2.15. They'll go to 3.30. Local practice division, if we've got the vintage outlaws and the bombers this weekend, they'll go from 3.45 to 4.15. Grandstands open at 4 o'clock. Um, local qualifiers at 5, 5.45. Single core qualifying for the late model stock cars. 6.15, Fan Fest on the track. Uh, that'll go till 6.50. 7 o'clock, driver introductions and the Pereer Tank Lines 175 will take the green flag at 7.30. Vintage Outlaws will be on the track first for 25 laps. Late model stocks for 125, and the Bombers will wrap up Saturday night's festivities with 25 laps as well. Looking at the entry event list for Wake County Speedway this make, this weekend from the home office in Mooresville, North Carolina. As we mentioned, Deke McCaskill on the entry list, Andrew Grady, Brandon Pierce, Jonathan Finley, Caden Honeycutt, our in in guest studio, Connor Jones, Jared Fryer, Joe Valento, Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz back in action this weekend, Justin Johnson, a couple of locals, Daniel Volcanon, Ethan Johnson, Nathan Jones, Mini Tyrell, Jonathan Schaefer, Sam Yarbrough, and Lane Riggs wrap up the 18 cars that are scheduled to be on the property on Saturday afternoon. Again, we'll go back to our in-studio guest, Caden Honeycutt. And, Caden, you've uh, had, gotten to hear Charlie Hansen talk about Wake County, maybe give you a little bit of perspective on what you're up against this weekend. But how do you go into this weekend? Um, again, we talked about being one point out of the championship, obviously $10,000 on the line, racetrack you've never seen. You'll get an opportunity to practice tomorrow before cars tour practice on Friday. What are your expectations going in this weekend? Well, uh, I really just think that we just tried to uh, see where we're at right off the trailer. Um, for what we've gone through the last couple of times, uh, we've started adjusting before I actually started to figure out the racetrack. So until I get to that point where I said, all right, I got it figured out now. This is where I'm struggling at. This is what I need. Um, before we get to that point, I definitely need to figure out the racetrack, like right from the get-go. Uh, Justin will too. He, uh, he's never been there either. So me and him are going to be in the same boat, try to help each other out. Um, so before we even start thinking about Justin, the car, I need to figure it out like right away so we can get to it and, uh, get ahead on it as fast as possible. Would it help if this was if Wake County was actually on iRacing? Would it help at all? Yeah, I think it would because Wake is just a unique racetrack that is just so odd shaped and has so many weird pinpoints of where the X of the wall is, um, just a different type of apexes, and you know it's just a, a totally weird different racetrack. But you but you mentioned um, in the earlier segment that you've watched videos and you've kind of tried to pick and kind of get a game plan set up. 
how do you go into practice tomorrow in a in a not a car store practice but a but a private practice session that you've got set up with you and Justin? Um, you know, I, I would try to uh, see where they're entering at uh, just the best I can because the camera angle is all the way on the front stretch, so you can't really see how they're actually turning into the corner besides right next to the not next to the wall on the exit of uh, Pitt Road. Um, three and four is looks like kind of simple. It's just you know run as close as you can to the bottom and don't turn too soon because it's very tight. You need to make sure that you're pinpointed off, uh, pointed uh, nose towards the flag stand before you just start hammering the gas and you still got uh, crank the wheel into it. Uh, so just trying to look at the videos and just distinctly try to understand where the pinpoints are at, what you're going to need to pay attention to, and just you need to just figure it out right away. And it's going to be – Whoever figures out first, I think it's going to get uh, the farthest in practice is who's going to be able to adjust the best uh, on starting on Friday. Takes a lot of people to get the racetrack. Um, and, uh, again, it takes a lot of lot more to get you to racetrack coming from Texas. But I want to give you an opportunity to thank those folks that, that make it happen for Caden Honeycutt um, and get you to the racetrack every weekend. Uh, first and foremost, my mom and dad. Um, just two people that – I just have done everything that they can for me. Uh, I, I don't know how in the world I could repay them back for what they do for me. Um, Rod at Race Face Brand Development. Um, just a, I did a complete 180 with him this year. Um, thanks to Grant Thompson and them for uh, introducing uh, him to us. And uh, ever since then, we've been able to be on track for sponsorship and everything that we needed to uh, pay attention to more in details. Um, per your tank lines, uh, per your towing. Uh, everybody at the Justin Johnson camp, Jason, Chase, uh, Marcus, RNS race cars, um, on tire tailgate system, friends of Jacqueline Foundation, uh, Greg Harper in Montana. Uh, appreciate his support. Um, you know, and sponsor us this year. Um, and just everybody that's been on our car this year, solid rock carriers, Kirk for the triple crown and hopefully for the next couple races that we're going to, um, just thank him for what he does for the series as well as car series. It's just unbelievable what he does and everybody else that he helps. Um, and just, uh, man, it's everybody that's helped me. Uh, just so many people in the name, so many people on the list. And I just appreciate everybody. Well, we always extend the invitation that if you can uh, get in victory lane again, we'll have you back on the podcast. So go on and do what you need to do this weekend at Wake County. And we'll see you next week and we'll preview South Boston. How's that sound? That sounds like a plan. Caden, thanks so much for being on the Stickered Up podcast. And as that we get ready to wrap up here, again, we couldn't do it without our sponsors. Again, want to thank those people that make it happen for us here at Stickered Up Podcast. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers, Justin Johnson with Thrifty Tire, PJ Bryant, BST, Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens, and his entire team, RNS Race Cars with Marcus Richmond. If you guys cannot make it to Wake County tonight on, on Saturday night, we encourage you guys to Watch the race online, pitroadtv.com. Uh, you can go there, and uh, Tony Stevens will have lap-by-lap coverage of this weekend's Pereer Trucking 175. I also want to thank Morgan Patrick, Dave Perkins here at Broadcasting Expert, making us sound exceptionally good uh, on the airwaves. Again, we want to thank our guest today, Caden Honeycutt, Charlie Hansen of Wake County Speedway. That'll be the checkered flag on this edition of the Sticker Up Podcast. We'll see you at the racetrack.
Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.